0: Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do. To drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. I started this podcast five years ago, we're still here, and we are interviewing really cool people who are doing really interesting things, and we're going to keep that going. Some people thought I would stop at 500, why would I do that? I'm having so much fun, and I will be honest, this podcast has been the number one networking tool I have ever encountered to be able to meet really interesting people who are doing cool things. That goes for the guests that I get to interview, the people who listen to this show, and the other podcasters that I get to meet. Now if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you know that lately I've been interviewing people who I met at a thing called the New Media Summit. And it was a conference made up of uh, a bunch of podcasters who were sort of the faculty, along with people who wanted to learn how do I get my message out in the world? Or for many of them, how do I even start a podcast? And so I got to meet a lot of really cool entrepreneurs who were doing fascinating things and I just kept passing out cards going be on my show, be on my show, be on my show. So now you get the benefit of that because I get to meet all of these interesting people like today's guest. Today's guest is Adam Walker and he is a podcaster. He's got a whole thing going. He is sort of a high performance coach. Uh, You need to listen to his podcast at uh, Awaken the, uh, oh, we'll make him say It's like Awaken the Alpha something.
1: Oh, it's it's A-Y, it's like Awaken Your Alpha, but it's so it's the capital. Uh, A-Y-A. Yeah. Just a shortened
0: one. Awaken (laughs) your alpha, just like Adam said. And then he also has a, a talk called Talk Accelerator, which is all about how does one get a TEDx talk and how do you make it be meaningful? I have been interviewed on both shows. They may or may not have aired by the time this airs on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. But I will tell you, I have had a lot of fun talking with Adam as a guest on his podcast. And I just said, I have to have you. You have to be on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do because he's done really interesting things. And here's the thing I like about him is he's a person who looks to the long-term. He doesn't just say, I'm gonna do this and try to do it the next day and then abandon it. I love the story that he tells on his TEDx talk about coming to America. He and his wife knew that they really needed to immigrate. They wanted their kids to go to school here rather than in Great Britain where they were living. And he says in his TEDx talk, it's not easy to get into your country. So they set a goal. They didn't know what the path was gonna be, but they said by the time their son started kindergarten, they needed to figure out how to get there. And the week before their son started kindergarten, Boom! They were on a plane flying to the United States, and they now live
1: here. So, Adam Walker, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for having me. That that is quite likely my favorite intro ever. You've done a lot of work for me. I love it, and it was it was nice to you know hear that what you uh, what you appreciated about having me on the show, and the yes. Yeah, That's a cool story to hear back.
0: (laughs) I need to go back and take all the clips of all the guests who say that's the best introduction ever. I think I have a new business, which is uh, podcast (laughs) introductions. I'm just going to charge people to do their introduction for every podcast that they're on because I hear that from a lot. Guests I say it all.
1: I've, I've got that before it's got monetized. I <laughs> got mine now. I'm going
0: to keep. It. <laughs> gu- gu- guests say it all the time. They're like, "That was the best introduction ever." And I think part of it is, is I just like people. So I like to look at what are people doing. What's I call the show "Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do." I have to look at what someone did yeah. that's cool. So uh, anyway, uh,
1: at- I, go ahead. I was just going to say the only reason I didn't say that is definitely the best is because someone unintentionally did me the best intro where they introdu- introduced me in an Australian accent the whole time because they've known me for a while. They thought i was australian and then at the end of the introduction they said oh, about australia and i went you know i'm not from australia and they was like what <laughs> they that's kept it in awesome. the show to their credit it that's was so o- good.
0: that's that's awesome the best introduction is a total failure of who the person is well i almost failed with awaken your alpha i was like it's a i'm looking at your logo and the thing it's like awaken alpha uh, i'm <laughs> yeah, i'm gone yeah, caveman yeah. awaken <laughs> alpha so anyway I don't really read the bios. As you've noticed, I make up my own introductions for everybody who comes on the show. And so I don't read the bios, but I like people to be able to tell the audience who they are and what they do that's so cool. So give us a little bit of your backstory.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, you you touched on some great stuff there. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years in the south of England. I was a semi-professional pole vaulter, attempted to get to the Olympics. So the kind of the two jobs went together well when, you know, the summer when teachers are off is when I was really doing my athletics career. Um, I I have to
0: interrupt you might be the first semi-professional pole vaulter who has ever been on cool things entrepreneurs do
1: I have to say and in England professional pole vaulters they they barely exist because my training partner was a British record holder and he was still like not 100% professional
0: well that was kind of my question when you said
1: semi-professional pole vaulter I thought who are the
0: professional
1: pole vaulters (sighs) Exactly. Well, this guy, you know, he did, he was still massaging people on the same on the side to get him through to the Olympics. You know, his best pole vault we'd ever had. <laughs> I wonder if there's a pole vaulting podcast. You know, I always tell people oh. there's a podcast for everything. I, I wonder what, if there's a, look, a pole if there vaulting. A, thing I really shouldn't start another one, but I'm not joking. I love pole vault. I coach pole vault as well. I, you know, it took me a while. Anyway, why are you looking out? I'll tell you the story of I love pole vault, and then I had I fell out with pole vault. Because in 2008, trying to get to the Olympics, I had a bad pole vault accident. Pole vaulting in the rain, as you do in England. And dislocated my knee, tore my ACL, um, ripped all the meniscus cartilage off my bone ends. Um, And it was like two years of operation, crutches, rehab operation. And that's really the fork in the road for me where I kind of had to turn my back on that side of things. The entrepreneurial road and helping other people achieve kind of their goals and pursuits. And um, yeah, so... That, that you touched on Get Into America. I quit teaching, started a podcast, which I always knew would be a book. It was research for my book, Awaken Your Alpha, which was out about a year ago. And that's a bestseller. And that was kind of my, my, my legacy to leave to my boys in case anything happened to me, but also for them to, uh, to sorry, for those of you who haven't got video, I'm just watching you. <laughs> have you found anything? So I, I, I have done
0: a quick search on Apple Podcasts and there does not appear to be a pole vaulting podcast. That being said, there are a lot of episodes of other podcasts with the title of pole vaulting in them, where they must have interviewed these semi-professional and professional yeah. pole vaulters. I've interviewed
1: a few pole vaulters. <laughs> so,
0: so, but there is uh it is funny because I put in pole vaulting and like a bunch of running and track podcasts came up, so clearly they touch on pole vaulting, but uh there is no wow. podcast that, that popped up, at least in my, uh, my initial search. There's nothing that popped up that was it like just the Paul roll
1: Valter's podcast. But again, uh, we talked about cool things entrepreneurs do. Um, you got to try not to do – try and do everything because then you get nothing done, <laughs> as you touched on earlier as well. So, sorry, back to um, – yeah. Back to you. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, the book, the podcast, Awaken Your Alpha was really – Born out of uh, my co-author of the book in 2013, and it was like cool thing entrepreneurs do, but it was just a mix of all these different people. It was called the neurals of Success, and I couldn't work out why we were all in the same book. It was just a mix until I met them and had these sort of conversations, and I was like, "This is very international." They were from all over the world, and I felt like something. These conversations needs to be shared, um, and there was a real sort of connection of mindset and approach to life. So that's kind of the origins of Awaken Your Alpha. And um, more recently as well, I did a TEDx Awaken Your Alpha in 2016. um, And people always ask me, how do you do a podcast? How do you do a TEDx? I get way more excited about talking about the TEDx. So I gave advice and then it's morphed into the Talk Accelerator process that will be a podcast on the back end of that as well and helping people get a TEDx. Nice. That's that's kind of a bit of a sum up. (laughs) So so let's talk about your TEDx. How did that come about? Okay. um, it, It was one of them things... I don't really know why, but I just was like, I, I, I put it on my list. and it, Whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I just like, that's what I want to do one of them one day. And again, sometimes we put up these these barriers of we've got to do things, things in certain orders, order even, and I'll do that when, I'll do that when. And one of the things I'd said, oh, I'll do a TEDx when I get to America. So I get to America, I'm like, oh, that excuse or reason for not pursuing it is gone, so here we go. And so I um, I pursued it, and um, I we talked about it on my podcast. We, I really genuinely had this message that it was just I wanted to get out. It's it's obviously I've gone deep in the area of Awaken your out with the sort of six year podcast, best selling book, and the TEDx talk. So I just I that message I had an urgency to get it off. Not paranoid that I wouldn't be here, but there was definitely that urgency of you know and relief that when I did it that it's out there regardless of what happens to me. It's it's there. You know, I I always referred to my boys. I got two young boys. Um, not being morbid, but I definitely felt a lot more relaxed and relieved that it's out there. And um, you know, I'm happy with it.
0: Nice. So, you know, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So you were a teacher, and you don't often yeah. think teacher, that's an entrepreneur. Um <laughs> and you know, you were that, and then you and your wife moved to the United States to raise your kids
1: here. Your wife is American? Yes, she was uh she's living in England, she grew up in England predominantly when she was young. Um, and I didn't realize she was American. She was a sneaky. She hid. It was only when she got on the phone to her mum from university and her voice changed completely. <laughs> the whole family is American, and it was just—it was—it—it it was weird to me. It was. She like started she was, uh, talking like this. Yeah, basically, that's my American accent. Yeah, she, she was talking to me, and then she talked to her mum. Yeah, you just did it. That's. My... <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would have to say the coolest thing. And again, only just jumped to my mind. When you talk about the cool things entrepreneurs do. We got married, quit our jobs, both teachers and honeymooned backpack around the world for a year. Twenty seven countries. That's awesome. that's probably the coolest thing I've ever done. That's all.
0: That's all. We could do a whole podcast just on that. (laughs) That's that's awesome. I in four and a half years, I'm going to take six months and hike the Appalachian Trail. Oh, man. Yeah,
1: I'm 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 getting that wanderlust. I'm, I'm due for something. I'm trying to convince my wife that we take the boys in the next few years and have a year traveling and, you know, that, that so homeschooling for a year, I should say. My my
0: seventeen year old, since she was about thirteen, has been fascinated with hiking the Appalachian Trail. And in fact, you talk about TED talks. My my now seventeen year old, when she was fifteen, she did a TEDx talk, and uh-huh. she even talks about her life dream of hiking the Appalachian Trail through as part of her as part of her message. So she um, uh, and I are going to do it together after she graduates oh, college. The rule was, awesome. You know, her her college counselor thought she was applying to college and going to take a gap year and do the Appalachian Trail right away. And she was. her answer was no. She goes, it's after college. And he was like, oh, that's good. He doesn't, you know, he thought that was a better <laughs> choice. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not letting you take a gap year. That's, you know, you'll never go. So, um, but anyway, uh, you were a teacher. What mm-hmm. led you to be an entrepreneur? I mean, you you wrote this book and you became this coach and now you're a speaker. Yeah. What, what was the metamorphosis?
1: Yeah, so I while I was a teacher, I... I think for me personally, in the teaching world, the kind of the start of it was I got into a really good teaching job and it was kind of like, that was almost like the the end game was quite early because the, everyone else in the department was there like, we've been here 20 years. Tw- 22 uh, like, years old and you've peaked. Well, they, they, this thing, there was, for me personally, because the they whole point was in the school system, at least where I was there, the, I was a sports teacher, peer teacher. And the more you kind of promoted or went up, you started wearing suits more and shirts and ties and teaching P less which was kind of my love and so that was the the kind of route you can go as kind of a, an advanced skilled teacher and go down that route so I made the decision that I'm going to stay as a P teacher but with that extra effort and kind of not looking to be promoted in there and be a head of department because so I saw my head of department and he was stressed he was overworked he was just ground into just yeah he had probably paid a little bit more but he his you know paper owl was probably the lowest low because he put so much time in and he and he he wasn't you know i could see that he his family life was suffering and that was kind of that was what was potentially the route in front of me if i went down that path so i started a sports speed academy which is a you know under 18 strength conditioning and club and thing that wasn't wasn't huge in England, but it was um, it was something new. And then I launched the UK Youth Condition Association. So I was really passionate about under 18 strength and conditioning. And um, so that was something on the sides. But my pursuit was always, you know, athletics and getting to the Olympics myself. So that really, that fork in the road of when things started to get a bit more real and crank up a notch was when I had my polvo accident um, because all that time and energy that I've been putting into that pursuit was gone.
0: wait, 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 wait. You had a pole vault accident? Yes, (laughs) yes. So I actually saw your TED talk. So I actually know about oh, the pole no, vault. I, I, I know th- the th- pole th- vault accident. I mentioned
1: it when you was looking up the pole vault in podcast. Oh, okay. That's why I was thinking. Oh yeah, you was, lo- you was I, looking I, up. I, so I, I wasn't. I wasn't paying
0: any attention. I was right, trying to figure out
1: in podcast. <laughs> I was about.
0: I was about to cancel cool things entrepreneurs do and become the pole vault podcast.
1: Hey, it's it's on my radar now because that would be a cool. But again, I've got to work how that would work. As in justify it, and it, so it's just not me just talking to awesome pole, <laughs> awesome pole vaults because I'm happy <laughs> with that. But well, niche audience. I mean, you know, that's it. That's yeah, it. it's
0: very cool. I, I don't know. It could be the pole vault podcast and the subtitle could be like getting your business up and over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that's well, pole vault podcast. So,
0: that's so, so you had the pole vault accident.
1: Yeah, it was my biggest competition. And it was, um, as I say, I, I talk about it in sort of in the book and identity. I didn't realize how important identity was until that point because I just naturally grew up and people, you know, I've been a pole vault since I was probably about like 10 or 11. And because it's, it's quite a you know, you know, run-of-the-mill thing, a lot of times people always introduce me as, oh, Adam, that he's a pole bowler. And I, I didn't really notice that so much until it just got ripped away. And I just felt like I had no idea. I just didn't know what I was going to do with all of this in terms of that was my drive for years and years. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I was, you know, gradually getting better. Because and, when, when people um, introduce you
0: as, as this is it. Adam, that's just not as unique.
1: No, well, I, I, yeah, I just—I didn't know what I was like. What am I doing? And and the, the teaching is my whole lifestyle had been built around that because the teaching went well with the pole vault, and so and I but obviously we touched, and I was already looking for entrepreneur and doing entrepreneurial things. So it all kind of all happened at the same time, and I was just uh, I, I was uh, you know depressed for a, a good year or two. Um, with the operations and things i would quit my teaching job to f- go full time entrepreneur just before the accident in this i 'd quit it um and so i was yeah I was not in a good place for a couple of years, and that 's really where this whole awakening Ralph thing come through more from it wasn 't pretty, but it just you know doing what you 've got to do the fundamental was to to get out of a dark place
0: so since you 've been in the United states is is all you 've done is been an entrepreneur you 've just worked for yourself
1: yeah yeah so what do you what and, do you yeah. Cause I was going to say that we talk about sometimes um, safety nets and things. And I interviewed a lot of people and when I was in England, I always had my supply teaching or substitute teaching as a backup. You know, I was never going to go hungry because there's a huge demand for that. And, um, I didn't mind going into maybe certain places that a lot of people wouldn't want to go into. I, I taught in, um, I taught in like pupil referral units. So where they've all got expelled from schools and then the next level from that secure units where they've got kind of chucked out of there. And it's, pretty much like a, a prison where it's like and I, I took it as a challenge and you know they really need my help so I, I I was open to going into these places getting like dropped in and you talk about in the professional speaking world you can be ready to go in like 10 minutes. i get dropped in and I was happy to you know work with what was in front of me and, and try and make an impact.
0: So now that you've been doing this for so long and this is your life what do you love about the world of being an entrepreneur?
1: Flexibility. The freedom it is a double-edged sword because you know you're you you've got a lot more control about what you can do and and your 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 daily schedule um so you've got it you've got to be disciplined and i i, I talk, talk about you know simplicity and discipline equals freedom basically because um keep things simple and um i've had times when i'm I'm doing the fundamentals and things are going really well and you build and then you get to a certain point and sometimes it's that we everyone has a wobble and maybe things aren't going as well as they could be going, and you're like, what's going on here? And then you look go back to it. Or well, what have you not been doing? Whether it's back to like not going to a bed at the right time or not doing, you know, your morning routine or just little things that have dropped off. And that's what got you to this point. And so I I, I talk a lot about generally people, including myself, do, do these fundamentals and things that you've got to do to get yourself, you know, from struggling to surviving. And then a lot of times. What got you there, then they, you stop doing these little habits and things. And that's why it's, sometimes people don't push on to thriving. It's kind of this up and down all the time. And that is the entrepreneurial journey. So it's, I've, I've worked on you know, being more consistent. So it's, it's not necessarily like these huge highs and then these massive lows. I prefer to be more consistent. So uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so how important do you think it is for an entrepreneur to get from struggling to survive to thrive? How important is it to number 1, trust themselves, sort of trust their gut? And number 2, how important is it for them to like themselves?
1: Oh man. Huge, huge. I mean on that first point in, in kind of trusting yourself, I um I have a chapter in the book called back yourself and someone else put it better than me. I'm not going to take credit credit for it um earn the right to trust your gut i think is an important addition because just say you know trusting your gut it may be in a realm that you're you're not experienced that and you maybe you, you maybe you shouldn't trust your gut in certain areas you know um so but the earning your right to trust your gut when you you know you've done a 900 professional speaking gigs or you've done you know 400 podcast episodes that's when you're in a position in that arena to maybe uh, you've earned the right to trust your gut so i would suggest that and if if it's something that you want to pursue and you want to excel in and do high performance and thrive, then you've got to earn that right to trust your gut and, you know, do the hard yards. And, and that comes back to, again, awareness. Are you the sort of person who can have that self-awareness to, you know, say this is there at least be improved? Or, or are you, uh, again, I'm crossing over to our last interview, just assuming or saying you're a good speaker when maybe you haven't earned the right to trust your gut in that arena, so uh, it always comes back to my, my TED talk. I talk about awareness, then action, and ascension in terms of rising up the these areas that you want to perform well in. Um, so it always starts with having that awareness. Um, I can't remember the second part of your question. I'm sorry.
0: How, well, <laughs> how important is it for entrepreneurs to
1: like themselves? That's that's more important than the thing we were just talking about because otherwise, what's the point? You've got you've got to do something. Um, not just so you, sometimes people focus on um, people respecting you, but firstly, you've got to, that, that person in the mirror, you've got to do something and do, do things that you respect yourself for first. And ultimately, you can't go too wrong there. And it, so it's important to not beat yourself up when you, you have a tough day and not be too harsh on yourself. And I was definitely guilty of that way back to the, you know, the athletics. I mean, the I used to be a very negative kind of motivated to myself my coach was kind of a negative motivator and so I'd be like before I'm about to run on the pole vault run up some people talk to their pole and stuff I was kind of almost having a like a, an argument or just abusing myself before I did and I, it's it's not good it's not good you know um but that's I've learned that from like looking back in time but um you know some people are very negative to themselves they wouldn't speak to the, their best friend or they wouldn't speak to anyone else how they speak to themselves so i think it's important self talk's important but yeah you, you know you're a lot of times you're people are not paying as much attention to you as you think you know you're not that important in their life so you it's important that you focus on you know doing things you respect yourself for first and making you, you know doing the right things to make you happy because doing a podcast or, you know, being a professional speaker. If you're doing that for someone else's reasons and you're attaching your happiness to an outcome, you'll get there and you'll realize, oh, I should be happy now. But it's, 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 it's all about your daily actions and, and, you know, getting the happiness there and making that decision.
0: So what advice do you have for somebody who's listening who maybe they're a teacher, maybe they're doing something else and they feel their ladders against the wrong wall. They want to move it, start climbing on their own path as an entrepreneur.
1: What advice do you have? transition is hard so you know don't beat yourself up and feel like you're having a tougher t- time than anyone else that was f- for me the um the hardest phase is that transition because you are being pulled in two different directions so yes i mean a lot of times you are people like start kind of your side hustle or start you know setting the seeds and transitioning uh, at some point you do need to make that jump where it's a small jump and you've had this nice smooth transition um, but you need to, you know, identify what does this alternative, not necessarily end goal, but what does this alternative life look like in terms of, you know, what's the ideal day, the ideal week? What are the actual realities of what you're going to be doing? Because sometimes, you know, you might just set this this big goal, but then look at as much detail what that would entail, you know, whether it would be traveling for, you know, speaking, whether it would be um, being in your basement. And and working from home, you know, some people think that sounds great. But if that was your entire life and in one of my earlier adventures in terms of the entrepreneurial world, I found um, I wasn't having as much interaction with people as i had been used to. And I hadn't seen that coming. And I was miserable. You know, part of the reason for the podcasting realm. Yeah, I'm in my basement, but I am speaking to people, which is really important for me. And everyone's different. And you won't know that. You know, some people will be like, I don't get to speak to someone all day. Oh, lovely. I guess, <laughs> you know, they're just happy to be a tucked away creating. Uh, but generally, people need that social side of things. So I think it'd be really important in what the reality of that alternative is. And then, you know, the awareness of where you are now. And then what are the steps, the reality of what things you need to uh, put in place to get to that ideal goals or scenario. Um, and then, yes, start a transition, but also don't kid yourself that, oh, I'm not ready to make that jump. At, this, at some point, you have to make that jump. And, um, you know, because it's very easy to have that transition phase turn out to be not just months and years, you know, multiple years and be in that constant transition phase because it's not quite going perfect. It will never be perfect. So you've just got to only, you can only make that decision of when the time is to jump, but um, just be honest with yourself. Mm, interesting.
0: So when I go in and work with teams... What I talk about is this gap that exists between potential and performance because we get excited about potential, but potential doesn't equal results. Yeah. Why do you think when an entrepreneur has potential, starts their business, some of them excel, others fall into the abyss of that gap? What's the delta between those who do great and those who just can't move?
1: Yeah. And I, I talk about that at that point A and point B as well. And I think the important thing is um, commitment and and just focusing on on that mission, having a real clear kind of, <laughs> I call it Mount Everest or, you know, peak that you're heading to, but also, and then you've got to have the it really aligns with everything you're all about. Um, I don't, especially if it's you, in an entrepreneurial sense, you know, when you're working for someone in that job, you, you don't have to agree with the mission, exa- like with all of your body because you, you know, you're not necessarily leading the show and you don't have them decisions to make. Whereas... If you're being an entrepreneur, and me personally, I believe if you're just doing something or your mission is mainly linked to because that's where you think you're going to make a load of money, over time, you're not going to have as much drive or you're not going to be able to push through the hard times to do what needs to be done to get there. So I, I think if you've selected to do a cool thing that, or that an entrepreneur does, then you need to align that with something you believe to your core, everything that you're either selling or you're pursuing. You're doing it. you it's your, It's, your, it's an, that word mission. I think is really important. And um, yeah, and that's I, I've, times when I've struggled more is when my mission has become a little bit less clear. And then times when it's I've done better is when I, I really that mission is very solid and clear for me. Um, so it's it, and the thing is you've got to set these missions yourself. So sometimes you you can and. We, All of us can do that incorrectly, and sometimes that can be why why maybe you're a bit off and why you fall by the wayside sometimes um, because you haven't been realistic about maybe what it takes.
0: So, Adam, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, and I've got a question coming up for you about what's the coolest thing you're doing in your business? What are you doing with your coaching and with your podcasts? But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of starting your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Adam Walker Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. And I say it all the time. They're the best vendor I've ever worked with. So you got to check them out if you want to do a podcast. So, Adam, what cool things are you doing in business right now?
1: I was, so, I was enjoying that, that mid-roll. That's brilliant. So <laughs> that, cool things. Um, again. Current things that I think is very cool. The, the talk accelerator, helping people amplify their message. And it, it all ties in again. We've just been talking about with that that kind of mission. It's, it's almost like two different threads to what I'm doing with Awaken Your Alpha and the Talk Accelerator, but it all ultimately comes down to, you know, awakening your alpha, amplifying your message, having these bold um targets, outcomes. And so I'm really, I'm really fired up about helping people amplify their message because you know. I get to work with people who have these, you know, great ideas, and just, you know, helping them shape that into the format of, say, a TEDx talk is a specific thing. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that help people with um, all realms of speaking, um, but I, I'm just focusing purely on this because that's something that was, you know, for me, what's had an impact in my life is the the podcast in terms of the entrepreneurial life, the podcast, the book, and the TEDx talk. So they're the things that I really work with people on um, and, you know, playing a bigger game and the mindset all comes into that. So that's something I'm I'm really proud of this talk accelerator process that I take people through and then they can, you know, depend on their their level of how much they want to work with me. There's different levels in that, but I really think it's, it's helping a, a greater number of people because it is in a specific format. And I'm just adding to the, you know, the, the value within that at the moment. So that's, that's really got me fired up and I have to kind of make sure I'm not just locked away, you know, improving and updating this 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 course this process all the time because you know that's something again you can get sucked in so I have to get the balance of you know talking to people like yourself and working with people and also enhancing the process we're doing and and that's 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 something I'm really fired up at the moment and with Awaken Your Alpha the book's just passed a year year year-long anniversary and so the thing I've been very excited for too long because it needs to get Done <laughs> is um, the the online men's arena, which is very much focused on kind of a stoic mindset and approach, and and, and we talk about the consistency. So it's there, and having the tools there, and the touching points, and you know um, the conversations and the Q and A's to you know help people be um, steadily improving, and having that support and backup. It's almost like Alpha Insurance, I'd say. <laughs> alpha Insurance, I like that. <laughs> So I
0: love to ask the people who come on this show because I think a great entrepreneur, I think they're an observer. And we could talk about Adam and all the cool things you're doing to help people all day long. But I love to know, when you look out into the entrepreneurist sphere, who do you see where you say, wow, she or he, they're doing the cool stuff?
1: Yeah, I got a couple of people here. Um, one is um, Kavit Haria. He's an entrepreneur out of the UK who I, I worked with uh, for a good few years. Um, he's all about online business development. But one of the things um, I like about him, he's very much, and why we worked well together is because he's he's got the balance right in terms of um, he tra- he's a, he loves his travel. And so we really relate on that. So I like the way, you know, he could do things slightly different, but he prioritizes his travel and his freedom in that aspect. Um, that, but he's not got kids. So uh, there's another another entrepreneur that springs to mind when you say that, um, Cole Hat. Um, he runs this big Thrive event in Vegas. Um, it's his his whole tagline is "Make Money Matter," and he, he's in the book. He's been on the podcast. Um, he's got a family, a young family, but it's he's you know a really inspiring story. But it's it's about more leaving that legacy and and I, I appreciate you know how he makes time and schedules um, for his family and and again not about how much he earns, but what is he doing with his money, which I know ties into you know, your TEDx talk as well and and your approach to things. So that's that's something that I, I want to be putting into my business, a more structured a giving given process. Um and we spoke about that before the show. And I I I, I could do more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Adam, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I need to know more about Adam Walker, how do they find you?
1: Okay. Um obviously listen to the podcast is uh awaken your alpha all over the internet, but it's adamlewiswalker.com is kind of my speaking site. And I, I, looked, at, I looked at Tom and I, I see, actually, I should have put you out. I'm, I'm adding to my answer in terms of entrepreneurs. Um, the speaking world is some is in a uh, world I'm looking to step up in the professional sense in, in kind of your game. And um, so I really, I think you're doing some cool things as well. Um, so I do like to you know travel and speak. Um, but yeah, and there's nothing Lewis- I like
0: better than pandering to the host. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I, I'm being honest. <laughs> so um, yeah, AdamLewisWalker.com is just my my speaking site. But Awaken Your Alphas, AYAlpha.com, um, is for all the podcast stuff and the the book. And then Talk Accelerator um, is for all the those looking to get a TED Talk or at least you know how to get a TED Talk. So there's gonna be lots of uh, interviews and how to do that. Um, and that one is Talk. And then it's X C E L E R A T O R. Quite hard for me to spell. Talk Accelerator. Yeah. Awesome. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, Adam, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every show. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this? It's all about you to tune in and listen. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with somebody just as cool as Adam. I know you're thinking, how in the world will you ever find anybody (laughs) as cool as Adam? But we will, and we always do. But in the meantime, challenge yourself. Go out there. Try something new. Get out of your comfort zone. Move your ladder over to the right wall. And while you're at it, have a great day.